I'm Megan Rosenthal. And I'm Alexis Lee. And this is the Mayo Lab Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of the Mayo Lab Podcast. I am Alexis Lee, and I am joined with my co-host... Megan Rosenthal. We are so excited to be back for season two of the Mayo Lab Podcast. And this season, we have two different topics we're going to talk about. And the first one is stigma. And we kind of just want to talk to you guys about how we got to this topic, um, what happened uh, throughout the summer leading up to this conversation, and how we landed on stigma. So, um, Megan, if you just want to give a little insight into that. Sure, yeah. Well, we were... You know, at the end of season one, we were reflecting back on all of the really amazing topics that we covered and the and things that we delved into and the difficult conversations, hard conversations mm-hmm. that we started. Um, and we realized, you know, we've got a really great foundation. But then we came to this this moment of, OK, but what? So what? Mm-hmm. We have all this really great stuff happening. We know that there are these issues. But what do folks start doing about it? And that's really the evolution that we're going to see here in season two. We're going to be talking a little bit more about topics like stigma, but then also delving into them in greater detail to help understand, okay, so what do we do about it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Because it's one thing to know we have a problem, but it's a totally different thing to to actually do something about that problem. And the levels of what we can do about that problem. Right. And I think it was interesting, me and Megan and some of our other team members were doing research and we found that articles everywhere were talking about the issues, Mm -hmm. what's going wrong, what's going on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But none of them really told you, hey, here's some tools of how you could actually have conversations or here's how you could change the dynamics. Here's how you could do things in your house. And so we kind of had a little light bulb moment in the office. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, this is it. Right. No. This is it. Exactly. And this is the stuff, you know, people like to talk about things that are going wrong, right? It's mm-hmm, like human mm-hmm. nature. But then that gets old real fast because mm-hmm. we're still experiencing all of those things happening within our families, within our communities, with ourselves mm-hmm. even. Um, and we need we need some tools, practical, tangible, step-by-step things that we can do to, to make our own lives better, mm-hmm. make the lives of our families better, and make our communities better by extension. And the, the other benefit of this or the side piece of this is we have really amazing, smart researchers, mm-hmm. academics, people in our communities, people in nonprofit organizations, all of these different kinds of things doing this really great work, giving us yeah. these tools. But oftentimes we don't know how to find them, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. the good stuff is like buried in a really opaque, <laughs> you know, Bad language. A place only you're going to know yeah, how to find as a researcher. Yeah, as a researcher, right? Because we're really good at, as researchers, we're really good at talking to other researchers, but mm-hmm. not necessarily really great at talking to people outside yeah. of the research community. Um, and so we're going to bring on some really cool guests that have expertise in these areas. They're going to talk us through what's going on. How do we think about it? How do mm-hmm. we start doing some of the things in our own lives? Um, and I'm super, super excited about that prospect. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we are starting with stigma this season, and then we will have a brain part in the spring, which we won't spend too much time talking about because that will have its own section. But stigma, we just wanted to dive in today a little bit to like what what is stigma? And so two definitions that we pulled were one is from the Oxford Languages, and stigma is defined as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. And then Merriam-Webster defines it as a set of negative or unfair beliefs that a society or group of people have about something or a mark of shame or discredit. 
And an interesting word that Merriam-Webster also used was stain. It had like a colon stain. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was fascinating that they added that because I just, it it made sense to me when I heard Mm -hmm. it. I was like, when I think of stigma and how it's resonated in my life or how I've maybe judged others, it is almost like I think that there's this stain on them Mm -hmm. that will never go away. And that's not making them feel better. That's not helping me. That's not being productive. But it's just so, it's just fascinating. Like, I've marinated on stain all weekend almost, I feel like. <laughs> well, I think, but I'm with you. I think this this as a word, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because we know, like, intellectually, stigma exists, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can all talk about this idea that people in certain groups, people with certain experiences, people in certain places have stigma attached to them. Mm-hmm. But we don't really talk about the implications of it, the implications for that person, the implications for our community, for for families, for Mm -hmm. all of those different Mm -hmm. things as we kind of – we just acknowledge it's there. Yeah. It's like this oogly-boogly, like it's there. Yeah. Right? But we don't talk about it, which I think is really – in line with the the, the group work that we started here yeah. in the podcast last season, right? We're talking about hard things. Stigma is a hard thing. Yeah. And it permeates so many different aspects of our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. that we don't really necessarily give it a lot of credit for, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and acknowledging that these are why we might be doing certain things in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I think... For the continuation of the of the podcast in the subsequent seasons, stigma just makes sense to me, at least mm-hmm. anyway, as a place to start. Yeah, yeah. And I think in culture, society conversations I've just heard, I feel like people normally associate stigma maybe with mental health or, you know, addiction and alcoholism or just people who have been to prison and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. They think stigma kind of just lives with those people. Right. But the reality is stigma has is a part of all of us. You know, mm-hmm. I was a student athlete. There's a stigma attached to that for right. a lot of people. You right. know, fraternity, sorority life, there's probably stigma attached mm-hmm. to that for most people, especially in this town. Right. So, like, everything we do in every part of our life, we all have a stigma attached to us in some way, shape, or form. Right. And I think that that recognition is is the key to this, right, is that this help this stigma for whatever part of your life, you know, exists, um, makes us changes how we engage Mm -hmm. with other people. It changes how we engage with our families. It changes how people engage with us. Right. If you as a student athlete, people meet you and think, oh, well, Alexis is going to be in a certain kind of way because she was a student athlete Mm -hmm. or you engage in certain kinds of behaviors because you were a a student athlete versus somebody like me me, who was not a student athlete. Then there's expectations around how Mm -hmm. I am and what I am like. And and those, you know, if you step back as an individual, those really just don't make any sense. Right. And you would never, you know, assume that those things about yourself as it yeah. is as the person thinking about it but those are the weights that we carry yeah. when we exist in this world yeah and as an individual who has the stigma on them i think there's like a you almost feel like you have to become it sometimes right. like you have to lean into that or think well if other people think that it must be true and it must be this it's almost like we're not taught to question mm-hmm. ourselves in that way of that stigma on us right. and so i know like when i've talked to people like, it feels like there's just, like, they do. They carry this weight of shame when they speak out what they're, maybe they're struggling with or whatever. Because they, or they're afraid to because of the mm-hmm. stigma attached to it that they're weak, they're not, you know, strong enough or not smart enough, whatever it is. And there's just, like, this loss of engagement or excitement or even wanting to do things 
beyond the stigma it feels like there's just like this barrier that they feel like they have to be i can't do that because i'm y xyz right and i think the other piece of that too that that you've kind of touched on a little bit there is this idea that the that the stigma closes like closes your gap the the group of people you can exist Mm -hmm. around right because then you start seeking out people who have those same experiences as you do rather than expanding your community expanding the group of people in the circle that you engage Mm -hmm. with because it's easier it's human nature it's easier Mm -hmm. to engage with other people who are like you Yeah. And have those same experiences as you have had. And then and the unfortunate consequence of that is that we lose the opportunity to mm-hmm. learn about different kinds of people, learn about different yeah. kinds of experiences um, and and kind of put like faces to those experiences. Right. Because yeah. I think one of the things that really struck me as we've delved into this, as I've delved into this world, is this, you know, it's really hard to maintain those thoughts and feelings about a stigmatized group of people, whether it be people who are suffering from, you know, alcohol addiction or drug addiction or what have you, when you meet a real life person in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. right? And you put that face to that name and you're suddenly like, oh, it's not those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's my friend. It's this person that I know. It's this person that I work with. It's a member of my family. And then it's suddenly not the same anymore. It's not them. It's us yeah it's we mm-hmm. right and that, i think that changes the dynamic in a really important way yeah. and oftentimes when we are in the midst of that stigmatization process we lose that chance yeah. to learn those things about other people mm-hmm. and 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 learn those things about ourselves yeah i know when i've spoken out about different things and i've said on this podcast before like i'm sober i'm in recovery and i know when i talk about that to people outside of it I sometimes get that judgment or that shame or mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. But I also have learned that a lot of times it's really never about me. Right. It's always about maybe something that's going on within them. Right. And they don't, they're not ready to talk about it or see it or accept it yet. And it's hard. It, it's hard mm-hmm. to have that conversation with yourself and saying, am I judging someone? Right. Am I, you know, conceiving them as something else because they have this mark of stain of, on mm-hmm. them? Um, And I just think as a community, like you said, being able to reach our arms around people and say, hey, tell me about your experience. Because also they're not all the same. Not everyone gets to the same place by the same path. Mm -hmm. And so I think also people assume that just one way kind of you get down this road when it's like there's multiple ways to enter into it. If it is addiction, if it is mental health, if it is an eating disorder, you didn't just get there by waking up one day. No, no. And I think that's the thing that we sometimes forget, right? Like people don't wake up and be like, you know what? I'm going to do X, Y, Z to excess and then cause myself physical and emotional and mental Mm -hmm. harm. And I'm going to cause by extension my family all of those different kinds of harm and my community all of those different kinds of harm because it feels like a fun idea. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's not how any of this works. There's a series of events, a series of decisions that get us to that place. But Mm -hmm. nobody wakes up thinking, you know what? I really, really, really feel like I want to screw up my life today. That's my goal. Like Nobody thinks like that. Right. But again, we don't often stop and consider that when we're engaging with those mm-hmm. other people who have, as you said, that stain on them. Yeah. And that's a nice little teaser for our brain part of the series that'll happen in the spring because a lot of that happens in the brain and it just... Right. I mean, the brain's fascinating and I'll just leave it at that. But a lot of this is like once you understand how all of this has transpired inside the brain right. that I can't control, you can't control, parents can't control you give there's more grace that comes with that to be able just to understand and say i get it maybe i don't understand or like can't really understand your situation but i get how the brain works i get how maybe this has happened internally for you 
Right, right. And I, I think the brain is this really magical instrument that we really don't have a great understanding of. Yeah. Like, if you look into the medical literature around this, and we're just still unpacking to this day. I mean, human beings have been around for a hot minute, right? And we're still unpacking to this day how all of those complex neurons interact with each other and what those pathways, you know, how to create them, how to dismantle them, how to build new ones, mm-hmm. and and the impact that those things have on on how we function every day. Um, and then you add in kind of the, the evolution of humanity over time. I mean, there's so many yeah, different complex yeah. layers to this. Then, of course, you add on top of that. Okay, we live in a culture with other people, and those other people impact how yeah. we do or don't do certain things, mm-hmm. right? And then those reinforce or don't reinforce all of those different pathways for an individual yeah. person. Um, and so, anyway, we won't get totally into that because we're talking about stigma today. But I think it's really important that we begin to understand and unpack some of those factors that oh, yeah. impact how we as human beings get to stigma right yeah. get to judging other people for for things we may not understand yeah. or, or don't have a full appreciation for mm-hmm. um and and how that stigmatization process reinforces certain things and reinforces other things and, and really impacts i think hopefully all of you out there listening can can appreciate and, and come to the perspective of like stigma is a, a negative force on the lives of our mm-hmm. families ourselves our communities um and and there's but there are fortunately ways that we can begin to address it right and the first step is as with everything recognizing we have a problem like this is a problem that we don't want to reinforce in our communities yeah you are listening to the mayo lab podcast for more information and resources visit the now back to the episode so here at the Mail Lab Podcast, our tagline is we want to start a different conversation. That's mm-hmm. our goal. That's our, you know, what we aspire to do every episode, every day of our lives in this work we're mm-hmm. doing. So at the end of every episode this season, we'll have three takeaway points for our listeners of how to challenge them to start a different conversation. And the one will be for yourself. One will be for your family um, in your family unit. And then one will be for the communities you're in. So Megan and I will leave each of you with, you're going to get bonus three this week because both of us are going to leave you with three um, ways to challenge to start having a different conversation. So Megan, what's your challenges? Oh, gosh. Okay. I think um, low-hanging fruit, take a beat. Take a beat when you'd normally jump to some conclusion about somebody making a decision or a choice or an action that you're like, ooh, that's not what I would do. Take Mm -hmm. a beat before you get there, right? Take a beat and think about, okay, is there something going on that I don't know about? And remind yourself, you don't know. You don't know everything, the ins and outs of even the people in your own family, Mm -hmm. right? And so take that beat. Take that pause and be like, okay, let's reassess before I jump to a conclusion what what might Mm -hmm. actually be going on here, right? Um. For our family units, let me think about that one for a second. I think for me, extending the idea of grace to have that Mm -hmm. conversation before you freak out, right? And I think about this in my own house, too. Um, My partner does something that I don't like, and he, whatever, doesn't take something out, doesn't whatever, leaves a dish on the counter before I freak out and be like, why did you leave that open again? Take a beat and be like, okay, is there something else that he's thinking about or something that's going on that I don't know about? Or more importantly, is it the end of the world that the cupboard door is open? Probably not. Probably not. It's probably fine. Just shut the door. No big deal. Right. Um, And then thinking about in our communities, I think maybe my challenge, and this might be a a, a bigger one than the other two, maybe. Meet somebody new. Go out and do something that you wouldn't normally do, right? Mm-hmm. Go to a place you don't normally go to. Visit somebody you don't normally visit with. Um, and, and and start having those different conversations with an open heart, right? Mm-hmm. Just to learn. Just to learn about what somebody else is going through. Learn about a different space. Um, 
yeah, let's let's leave it like leave it with that. And then of course, like tell us on social media how'd you do. Yeah. We want to know. We want to know. We'll help. We'll be a, each other's accountability partners in this. Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> love that. Um, okay, so for yourself, what I would say is. I'm going to, I'll list some of the topics we have, but I would just dive into stigma a little more. Like what mm-hmm. it is, take a, maybe take a little bit for yourself. There's some great YouTube videos and people that mm-hmm. talk about this books out there, but this year we're going to talk about addiction, alcoholism, recovery, mental health, anxiety, depression, eating disorder, counseling, asking for help even. And so if any of those words kind of didn't sit well, or you kind of had some oh, you know, that word's that word kind of mm-hmm. in that box like we were talking about. Maybe do some digging for yourself or just even sit with it and see how that feels for you. Um, for your families, one thing that I've started to do and I've noticed myself is if my family and even some of my closer community that kind of considers, I consider them family a little bit, but if words or sentences come out of their mouth or they say something that's maybe of prejudgment or in a way that's not as accurate, maybe in, you know, the culture will say it. I'll always say, hey, let's change our verbiage. Mm-hmm. It's actually, you know, this. Um, and one of the conversations I had with my friends is they had a coworker whose son was having to go to a mental institution. Mm-hmm. They didn't use that word. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, let's change our verbiage here. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. this is what it means. And like, here's how the other word and maybe is damaging a little mm-hmm. bit to that. So just change your word and like kind of correct people in a loving way say mm-hmm. hey let's like let's talk about this word let's right. not use this word right um and then in communities i really am going to steal megan's i love that meet someone new meet two people new oh there we go meet two people new or okay. go meet one new person or and go to one new location oh there we go that you normally oh, there we go. go to that's like a double whammy yeah. we're starting off strong this season y'all like I love that get cracking let's get some good work let's done. get going yeah wow. we officially launch next week next tuesday you'll have one on august 29th And so we are so excited. But as Megan said, share with us on social media your thoughts, comments. um, If you, you know, what what you think stigma is looks like in your life if that's something you're comfortable sharing right. we you can dm us yeah. on our instagram platforms yeah. facebook messenger all the things yeah ask us questions about stigma yes. too right like what questions do you have about the topics that alexa just outlined what are things that you've been thinking about and we're gonna have some really wicked smart people on the yes. season this year so we're gonna ask them that we'll ask them your questions right we, yeah. we might not have the answer but we'll find people who do that's part of what we do here at the mail lab podcast yes it is well um till next week everyone find a way to start a different conversation and we'll see See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mayo Lab Podcast. The Mayo Lab Podcast is produced by Dr. Natasha Jeter, Dr. Megan Rosenthal, Alexis Lee, Slade Lewis, and Hannah Finch. This podcast was recorded at Broadcast Studio in Oxford, Mississippi. The show was mixed and mastered by Clay Jones, and our original music was composed by Slade Lewis. The Mayo Lab Podcast is brought to you by the William McGee Institute for Student Wellbeing. For more information on the Mayo Lab Podcast, head over to themayolab.com and follow us on social media at the Mayo Lab. If you enjoyed listening to the Mayo Lab Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Megan Rosenthal, Alexis Lee, and their guests on the show. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for the medical advice of a licensed counselor or physician. The listener should consult with their mental health professional in any matters relating to his or her health or the health of a child.